Hey there, everybody. So we've had a couple people lately who have asked us, like, what are your qualifications to help people, non-monogamous folks, heal their relationships? So we're going to talk about that today and really at the end of the day, how you should be looking at getting help in your relationships, because that's obviously a really important topic. So stay tuned. You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures mate for life. But isn't that, like, cheating? We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. Here at Touch of Flavor, we teach non-monogamous folks how to overcome their obstacles and build thriving relationships. This podcast is about answering one question. How do you create loving, passionate, secure relationships outside the box, even if nothing has ever worked before? If you want to know the answer, you are in the right place. All of this information is 100% free. So please subscribe to and review our podcast. Okay, everybody. So we've, we've gotten a couple questions lately, like, what are your qualifications to help people change their relationship? And I know this is a really important question because I look back at us and like the low points in our relationship when we were trying to heal things and we were really struggling and talking about divorce and things weren't working and uh, you know, and looking for help, right? And and remembering how hard it was to know who to go to. Mm-hmm. And like going to some people who meant really well um, and even maybe had the right qualifications on paper, but who were like basically useless. Yeah. And I mean, I, I look back at when, um, you know, there was a, a period of of time where I was in a car accident and I almost died in the car accident. And you ended up going through a period of time where you were really like worried about me dying. And we were talking, we, we went out looking to talk to somebody about this. And he was kind of like focused on the non-monogamy and was like kind of confused and like, but like in a curious way, but we ended up like spending oh two of our sessions like, explaining the non-monogamy, stuff like that, and not really getting you help with the, like, worry and upset that you were having around, like, losing me, right? And I'm not saying that's, like, all of the things, because there's other things like that, but, like, like that. Like, on paper, he was a a great therapist for, you know, uh, grieving and loss and things like that. But when it came time to actually deal with it, it was that he was like focused all on like trying to figure out the non-monogamy and we were kind of like interesting some like like things like that well i know the last time we went to the last experience we actually had with a therapist where we're like okay we're gonna try a therapist instead of a coach and i know like we went and we found like the guy and like you know like best education best this best that and actually paid out of pocket for it and Mm -hmm. again it was just we had a session i'm not gonna i don't mean to demean the guy like he was super nice and like i really but like we got done and i'm like fuck did i just spend an hour talking about right it was completely unhelpful so again really important question and yet at the same time even though it is an important question whenever we get asked it i do find myself with a bit of a like 
feeling. And not because I mind talking about our training, like that's cool, but because it, it really isn't a great question. And I say that because whenever somebody's asking about qualifications, what they're really asking at the end of the day is like, will this work for me? Is this the thing that's going to get us off the end of arguing and fighting and thinking we're incompatible and the verge of divorce? And that's going to save our family. And training, which actually, again, I'd say is different from qualifications, is only one part of that. And it's not even the biggest part. So I'm like, ah, it's not a great question. So I'm going to answer this question of what are our qualifications. But I, I'm going to answer it in the sense of what you actually should be looking at. Like what really moves the needle and what should you be evaluating when it comes to healing Excuse me. a relationship. And this is going to be an interesting discussion actually, because this is something I've been thinking about and we haven't talked about yet. But at least not in this way. We've touched on it before, but not quite in this way. So I think, you know, when you're looking at what does it actually take to help someone transform their relationship, what are the qualifications that you should be looking for? I think it really comes down to paying the price and like paying the price specifically in three areas. And we kind of dive deep into these, but those three areas I'd say is your own experience with the problem right? Uh, training, mm -hmm. which I'd, I'd actually dive a little deeper into than just what most people are asking when they're saying qualifications and then paying the price in your experience of helping other people. Mm -hmm. So I want to, I want to dive into these because I think at the end of the day, these are really the, the qualifications mm -hmm. that you need to be looking for. And the first piece that I would say where people have to like pay the price to be qualified to help somebody with a problem, I really think is having experience with having the problem themselves and solving it. And I'm curious to get your input because I don't think this is like a hundred percent always has to be the case, but I think it's actually a pretty big deal. So I think that there is, I think there is cases where you don't have to necessarily have um, been in the exact situations, but you have to have gone through something fairly similar, right? You have to, and the less life experience you've had, I think even more, you're going to have to have that last one that you just talked about in who you've helped and things like that. Right. Um, so I think that there are cases where, yes, you don't necessarily have to have experienced the exact problem, but you've had to be in similar shoes. Does that make sense? It does. And, and here's what I think. And now that we're talking about this, here's where I think I would frame this is I don't necessarily think that in order to help somebody with a problem, you have to have lived it yourself. Mm -hmm. But when I look at the people I know who are truly great at solving a particular problem, they're the people who have been in that situation before. 
And, you know, you and I are in a group of maybe like some of the top like 50 coaches in the world in all different areas, relationships, health, business, um, you know, trauma, like all kinds of stuff. And anytime I look at anybody I know who is not just okay at something, but truly great at it, they have lived the problem. And, you know, this is, I think something that shows up in two ways right now that I'm seeing a lot of as far as where people haven't paid this price to be qualified in this way. The first is it's getting really trendy right now to be a poly-friendly therapist. Yeah. Or poly-friendly poly coach, life coach. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a thing. It just, just, we've seen this a lot in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And yet 95% of these people have no, well, first, no experience. We'll talk about that later, but actually no personal mm -hmm. experience with polyamory. Yeah. And so they're spending a lot of time doing what I was talking about with that, the, the, the therapist that I was talking about, which is like sitting there spending their time like, huh, this is very interesting. Hmm. You know, like trying to figure things out or giving advice that doesn't apply because they don't, they, they've never actually personally experienced going through that. So there's kind of a, an ignorance there. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and there's an ignorance, there's a disconnection from the problem, right? Um, but then you have the other side of this problem, which is you have a lot of people who want to give advice, who think that they're qualified to give advice and to have it heard and received because they're polyamorous and yet they have shitty relationships. And I know this is something with our Facebook group, especially that cracks you up or like the people we get on the phone. Um, yeah, it's, it's, there are times that someone use our Facebook group as an example who, you know, people will ask questions in the group and they'll be like, you know, help me out with X, Y, and Z. And some of the loudest people, and when I say loudest people, it's like, let me give you my five bullet point answer to your question and exactly what you should do, are people that we've talked to. Like, we know what's going on in their relationships, right? Like, and it's like, and when I say challenges in their relationships, I don't mean just challenges. Like, some of these people, like, their relationships are a train wreck. Like, you know, they're you know, arguing every day, they're throwing plates in the kitchen, their children are talking about going and living with their grandparents because they can't stand looking at their parents arguing and fighting every day. And yet they're on Facebook giving their five point outline of how exactly you should be handling your relationship when you're struggling, right? And I, I might sound a little passionate about this, but, you know, us, you know, because we, we hold confidentiality so so tightly, we can't go on and be like, do not listen to this person. <laughs> like they have no idea what they're talking about as far as their relationship, right? Um, their, their relationships are a demonstration of their knowledge of how to handle these challenges. And so, you know, it's, they have all the advice in the world, yet their own personal relationships are not reflecting that quote unquote knowledge that they have. And so, I think this is the first place that you really have to pay the price to be qualified, to be at least truly good at helping people with a particular problem. 
right, is I think you need to have lived that problem and you need to have solved that problem successfully. First off, if you can't solve it successfully for yourself, I mean, and you're having that problem, I mean, it, it just that, that kind of speaks for itself. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> you know, don't get me wrong, like going through the journey of having had a problem and having solved that problem, it does not make you an expert in helping other people fix that problem by any means. And I, I don't mean to get that. Um, I don't mean to give that impression at all, because that, that is absolutely not the case. But what it does do is it gives you an understanding of the problem, of what it's like to live there, an understanding of the people who are going through that, and a passion to fix the problem. And like I said, anybody I know who is truly great at helping people solve a specific problem, they have lived that problem themselves. They have been in those shoes and they have come out the other side. And that isn't what gave them their necessarily their skills to help others, but it's what gave them their fire to get really good and really passionate about helping people through that. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say it's getting that empathy, understanding for the problem and the passion to want to solve it. So that's the first place that I think people have to pay the price. And the second place that people have to pay the price is training. And this is really important. And in a way, I think this is what most people are talking about when they're talking about qualifications, but also not. And the reason I say that is because when, when people are asking about qualifications, I think usually they're asking like, what are the letters behind your name? What are your certifications? Now, number one, that's uh, kind of a whole different world in the coaching space than the therapy space. I mean, if you're a therapist to be a therapist, you have to have certain certifications from certain places in order to, to do that. Coaching is much more the wild west in that way. Um, but, you know, even that I would say, I mean, if you actually want to look at somebody's training, which I think that you should, I think people actually don't tend to go deep enough here because people are like, well, what are your qualifications? It's like, oh, you have these three letters after your name. Great. They don't ask any more questions. Well, I mean, shit, there's hundred thousand people with those letters after their name, right? I mean, you really think that's deep enough? And, you know, I, I always think of your first coach, your first coach and the conversation you had with her about certifications. Do you remember that? Um, A little bit. I'm not sure what part you're trying to touch on, but yeah. But I mean, in, in her experience, you know, she she had some certifications and things like that. And a lot of those things didn't matter. Yeah. Well, that was the conversation, right? You were just getting into coaching. You're like, okay, I'm going to do this. And you know, like after this springs up, I'm going to go and I'm going to get certified through such and such school, which is probably the best known coaching school. And she was like, don't. <laughs> and just, she was like master. This was IPAC. She was like master IPAC certified. Mm -hmm. And Cass like, well, she's like, yeah, don't waste your time. She's like, I spent, you know, you spend all that time and all that money and it looks good after your name and it doesn't really give you anything you need mm -hmm. as far as helping people. So I think you should look at training. Um, I think that's definitely something you should evaluate, but I think you, you always need to go deeper than even, even in therapy where I think it does matter much more than coaching. Um, you, you need to go 
into the actual training people have behind the name because the people that I know who are the best coaches and even the best therapists, it isn't about the certifications, right? It's about who did they work with? How good are their mentors in terms of the, the training that they have? That really, at the end of the day, is what tends to matter, right? So, I mean, you know, when I get asked about our training, I'm like, yeah, you know, I mean, we've, you know, we've both been through a, a really intensive academy and, you know, spent lots of time and lots of practice sessions and had lots of feedback and coaching input and, and there's a lot to it. But really, I think the answer that anybody has to look at is who do you train with, right? And for us, this is why I have no problem talking about training because, you know, the people that we work with that we have as mentors are people who are working with um, Olympic athletes, Olympic athletes, right? And Fortune 500 CEOs and you know, I think our, our main coach who we actually go to for coaching and have been trained through in coaching has coached like three of the 10 richest people in the world. Mm -hmm. Like those are the kinds of things that you need to look at is the quality <laughs> of the people and the mentors that whoever you're looking at has trained with. Like, is there anything else you want to throw on that? No, I think that that covers that pretty well. Just the you know, making sure that it's, oh, it's not, oh, I spent six weeks training. Well, like anybody can do six weeks of any kind of training. Like who are you training with? What is the, you know, experience and results of those mentors and the people that you've learned from versus, you know, the time? I mean, we spend a ton of time training. I mean, how much would you say? I was actually going to talk about that. Yeah. Okay. I was not trying to skip ahead, but you know, you definitely should be spending time doing it. But anybody can say, oh, I, I did this certification and it took me a couple of weeks to get it. Like, what are you doing to actually, you know, who, who's teaching you and what are you doing to keep those skills sharp and to continue to keep growing yourself? Yes, that's what I was going to say next, right? Is what I'm more interested in when I'm, I'm talking to somebody, it isn't, well, you got, a degree in something or a certification four years ago. I mean, that's great. Anybody can do that. What I'm, I'm more interested in is what does your ongoing education look like? Like, how do you continue to invest in up-leveling your skills? What do you continue to do? And most people don't do much or they do whatever like the bare minimum is for them to keep whatever certification they have and they kind of mail it in and i think that's a real shame because so much of the skills that you can get as far as coaching and creating change in people's lives is the training that you get once you actually have some experience under your belt and the, the growth that you continue to rock Right. So for us, and this is, I think, is what you were about to talk mm -hmm. about. You know, I look back, we've been doing this, <laughs> what, how many years now? 10? About a decade. Yeah. About a decade with the coaching. Mm -hmm. And we still spend 
an enormous amount of time and not just time, but money. So many people stop investing in themselves in training. I actually just got numbers back from last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen this. No, not yet. <laughs> but we invested like 80 grand in training. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> in 2021. Yeah. I mean, this, this is what I think really separates out when you're talking about training the people who are truly excellent at what they do from the people who aren't is the way they continue to grow their skills once they're in. And it isn't just a money thing. It's a time thing, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean, we, we meet with our coaches even to this day, even 10 years in, let me put it this way. We spend about three weeks and, and I mean, actually like weeks gone traveling in training a year, mm-hmm. right? In person. And then on a weekly basis, what do you think? Like, Four, five, I'm trying to count like in my head. Eight, nine hours a week. I was going to say something about like that. Eight to nine hours a week. Yeah, that, that was going to be my every rep. week for yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it takes, I think. And that's when you're so when you're talking about looking at somebody's training. I think those are the really important things to look at, right? It isn't just, well, what are the letters you have or the qualifications? And especially in the coaching space, because coaching, it is so scattershot with certifications. It, it does tend to be like anybody can spin up a school and call a certification and like anything like that. Mm-hmm. It really is a matter of who did you train with? And how do you continue to invest in yourself and up-leveling your skills as you go, because I think that's when people get really good. It isn't like whatever initial training they have coming into stuff. It's how they continue to train and continue to work to master stuff while they're doing it. I've gone on a bit now. Is there anything else you want to throw in? No, I think that about covers it. And just, you know, when we're saying this, we're saying this because when you're looking for someone who you want to work with, you want to make sure that you're getting the best at what is available, not just, you know, as, as, as you were describing it, someone who has a letter behind their, their name, you want to make sure that you're working with the person who has invested in themselves to get you the best results that you can get, right? Um, your, your coach, the person who's guiding you, their investment of time, money, energy into their profession is directly related to the results that they are getting for people. Mm-hmm. right? Um, you only get great at doing something if you yourself are continuing to practice and work at it. So again, what makes somebody qualified to help you transform your relationship to get you that result? Number one, like I said, they have to have paid the price as far as going through that problem and solving it, at least if they want to be really, at least for them to be truly great at it. Number two, training, paying the price in terms of training. And like I said, not just in whatever it took to get a certification, right? But in who they work with and how they continue to invest in and up-level themselves and their craft and their skills. But then the last piece, and this is the most important part, is their experience helping other people solve the problem. And this really is more important than anything else at the end of the day. I mean, they're all related, 
You know, I think the people who tend to be really good at helping people get results tend to have gone through it themselves. They tend to have trained and invested in themselves at a really high level and in their skills. But at the end of the day, what really makes somebody qualify where you really have to pay a price to get good at helping people solve a problem is by helping people solve that problem and doing it effectively. For a bunch of different kinds of people who have the same problem, right? It's not just like that. I was able to do this once and duplicate it once. And now I'm, uh, now I'm an expert at it, but like you're able to duplicate progress results, you know, with multiple people who are having similar challenges, not just one or two, one or two is a fluke. You know, it's kind of like that whole, like a broken clock is right twice a day, but to really, really be someone who is able to serve others. And when you're, you know, cause you're talking about from the standpoint of what others should be looking for, you want to be making sure that you're finding someone who can duplicate that. Well, and there's, I think there's a really important caveat to what you're saying, where I see people slip up a lot, is they have to be really, have a lot of experience helping people solve this Mm -hmm. problem. Not just any problem. Not just any problem. Not just like, yeah, you know, they've gotten some people some results with weight loss, and they've gotten some people some results with, you know, dealing with stuff from their childhood, and some other people with results with depression and some other people, some results with learning quitting, how to tango, learning how to tango or quitting <laughs> smoking. Like that's not paying the price. That, that, that That's not paying the price where you're getting the knowledge to the repetitions to where you can see something and be like, yeah, I've seen this before, know how to deal with it. That's not paying the price. They have to pay the price in terms of helping people solve this problem, right? Anything else you want to say on that side of things? No. Okay. So here's what I think is really great about this though, is you can measure this. This is something, this is what I love about this qualification is, you know, you can look and you can get into, well, how much training is enough and who is really good and how do you judge that? And, you know, well, they train under this person. How great is that? And you can go and like that stuff's all, and that's stuff that most people won't even know, right? I mean, did you know who some of the best coaches were in the world before you started work? I didn't. Like, I didn't recognize the names. I didn't know. But the thing about experience is that is something that can be measured and it can be measured in terms of results. Mm -hmm. And this is always the most important question you should be asking yourself when you're looking at how qualified somebody is to help you fix a problem. How many people like me has this person helped solve these problems? You have to be able to answer that question. Yeah. How many people have gone through the challenge I am, worked with this person, and on the other side was happy and, and, and satisfied and got where they wanted to be, the place that I want to be, right? Like how many of their clients have had that experience of being able to get there? Um, 
And does this person have the ability to show me that, to show me that there is other people that they have helped? Well, and that's why I say this is measurable. Like this is something you can look and you can see, right? So us personally, we have, you know, videotaped testimonials of our clients talking about the kind of changes they make and how they got from jealous and hurt and suffering and the brink of losing everything to transforming their relationships. We have, um, yeah, I mean, we have reviews from people who, where we, we send out, you know, invites to every single client that goes through our course and they can post reviews about us and we don't get any feedback and what exactly that they're saying. But this is stuff that you can measure. And this really is the most important thing because again, at the end of the day, everything else is kind of like subjective. We're talking about the quality of training and the this and the that and the, did they solve this problem for themselves? Like that's all kind of subjective in a way, but results don't lie. And results are what really do matter because again, what you're really asking when you're talking about qualifications is, will this work for me? So Cassie, what should people be looking for when they're trying to like evaluate results? Um, well, first of all, like look into the person's clients. So you're talking about reviews, right? Like are their clients raving about them, about the support they've gotten, the results they've gotten. So that's going to be in, in, you know, video testimonials, right? That's going to be in write-ups and write-ups you got to be a little cautious with because if it's a write-up there's no picture there's no content you know anybody can like write something up on their website um so you want to make sure that you're looking for things that are like more verified reviews or um especially things that have like real pictures not stock images like real pictures of real people people's names um honestly i recommend video reviews because like it's a real person Right. Um, <laughs> I don't think I don't think anybody in this space is going into it deep enough to hire actors to fake video reviews yeah, yet. Yeah, um, I I really hope not. But that's that's at least the most you know most accurate way to evaluate is like video testimonials or audio testimonials where you can hear people, um, and being able to listen to those people and hear where they had struggles. Right. Not just like a clip of them being like that coaching was cool and nothing else, but like their experiences, like what actually they got through this experience, right? Like where they were at, where they got into being able to hear about, you know, who they are versus just like, you know, a smiling person saying, yes, this was cool with no context, like actually being able to like see that. I think that's really, really important. Yeah. I would say, okay, number one, they have to be people kind of like you, right? Like I said, like, or at least, you know, suffering from the same kinds of problems. It can't be, here's this person who helped me lose 20 pounds and what you're trying to do is save your marriage. So that would be that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like you said, especially I'm seeing a lot more like fake reviews starting to pop up even in this space. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, you know, video reviews, audio reviews, um, stuff on verified websites like Trustpilot. I talk about Trustpilot because that's what we use, but there's a couple of others where people actually don't get any input. Like, mm -hmm. like Trustpilot, like we have to send reviews out to everybody. We can't get stuff taken down. We can't get stuff edited. Like what's there is there. So stuff like that. Um, but this is really important. And this is where I actually see people making a huge mistake is people will 
pay attention to the letters after somebody's name. Like that's what they'll think when they think qualified, but they won't look for somebody who's paid the price in terms of experience and who has the results to prove it. How many people do you know who hire, whether it's coaches or therapists or whatever, and have absolutely no background on the results they've gotten for other people? I think it's the majority. The majority. I would, the majority. I would definitely say it is. Which um, is an enormous mistake because you have, basically you have them being like, yeah, I can help you. I'm pretty good at this. And you're taking them at their word. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't do that for a toaster on Amazon. <laughs> it's just, it's nuts to me. Um. So this is the most important thing that you can look at. Like when you're talking about qualified, man, like if you are in a place where you're looking for help, especially with your relationship, the most important thing in your life, like you're looking for help in saving your family and keeping your kids under one roof and spending the rest of your life with your partner and getting away from the brink of divorce. And this person can't, give you proof that they've done that for other people before you're not in the right place. You're just not. Why, why risk it? Like I said, you wouldn't do that for a toaster on Amazon. I, 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 seriously, I, I would, I would love if I took a hundred people who have gone and trusted somebody to save their relationship, who did not see one piece of client results from that person I guarantee you I could take 99 of those people and have them go buy a toaster on Amazon. They would not do it without looking at at least, even if they don't read, at least the little stars first. And and we're kind of getting a little little off into like the silly here. No, I'm not. I'm dead serious. I'm saying the tone of it is getting off to being sounding a little, little, little silly, but this is, this is true, right? Like, and we don't go well, we're going to get this toaster. I'm going to keep going with the toaster analogy since you said it. We don't go, well, the people posting the toaster said, this toaster is amazing, right? We're looking at the other people who have dealt with this situation, who have had this experience, that have you know invested in that toaster and, that, and the time in that toaster to know and to be able to say, hey, this is a great toaster or not, right? Like you don't just listen to the person who's posting the toaster on Amazon, Right? Like you pay attention to what other people have to say about their experience, who's actually had the toaster. <laughs> I can't right. believe we're talking about toasters, I, but this it, just really it, drives this home it, to me. It, it does. And as I said, it, we're, we're, we're kind of saying this in jest and kind of like a funny thing, but it's, it's dead serious. Like we do this. I mean, I literally, like we had a mouse in the house and I was looking for a mouse trap. And like you're talking about a toaster. I spent a good 35 minutes reading about the reviews of different mousetraps. Now, let me ask you though, how mm-hmm. many of the relationship coaches that we are, are um, relationship like <sighs> experts? I, 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 I say experts because, you know, it's some, it's therapists or it's counselors or it's coaches. It depends on where you live and who you're hiring, but that we worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever see client results from? I didn't. I think maybe the last, the last one, one who we went out of pocket yeah. for. The, the last the last person that we went out of pocket for who who was recommended. And as you said, like was was other folks had said was was had had done stuff and like we worked with him and it just wasn't uh I, yeah. Um but that was the only one. 
Um, I think, you know, the one that we were looking at when we were going through the stuff with my, with my health and, and your stuff, I put in like relationship, co uh, relationship coach or counselor with, uh, uh, you know, uh, lifestyle friendly. And he popped up and I was like, cool, my insurance covers this person. Like that was as far of a thing that I did. I mean, this was years and years ago. If, if I had to do it now, right, it would certainly be different, right? Um, the health coach that we got a couple years ago, you know. <laughs> that was a whole different story. That was a whole different. That was a really good example, actually. Yeah, because was a completely different approach to it. Yeah. But as far as back then, you know, um, literally I Googled, I found someone who took our insurance and, and that was it. That's actually a really good, uh, that's actually a really good example though. So we hired a health coach maybe last year to help us get over some really long-term chronic health stuff. And it was different for each of us. For me, mm -hmm. it had more to do with like energy and my nervous system being turned up way too high from my last job and pain. And you had some pain and some stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's funny because... I didn't actually know what his qualifications <laughs> were when we hired him mm -hmm. because I knew a lot of people had worked with him and had gotten amazing results. I knew he was working with like Olympic athletes and actors and actresses and like people <laughs> whose names I recognized mm -hmm. and other people I knew who gave him like rave reviews. And it was funny because somebody asked me actually like we had been working with him for like a eight year. months, a year. <laughs> and like we got in all these health problems solved. And somebody was like, well, what, what, what titles and qualifications do you have? I was like, wizard? Health wizard. I said, wizard? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. I never even asked. It wasn't, it wasn't as important as the results that he'd gotten mm -hmm. for people. And the fact that when I talked to him, it was really clear that he actually understood the problem and the solution. Yes. It was very clear when he, like we, we, we had an initial consult kind of conversation um, where he took a look at what was going on with us. And we did separate ones because it was for separate health things. And he like nailed. I've got a perfect it. example of this. This yeah. is what, and this is what expertise looks like. And this is the mm -hmm. other thing, by the way, folks, like you can, I mean, you should look these, these, Places of paying the price, you definitely should um, pay attention to, especially the results. But, you know, one other piece of this that I'll just throw in there is you can tell who's an expert and who's not a lot of times when you talk to somebody. So, like, with this guy, I'll never forget because we were doing a Zoom. He's, he's in England. <laughs> and we were doing a Zoom thing with him. And Cassie's walking. Oh, we're going to talk about my... Yeah, yeah Cassie's okay. walking. And he's telling He's like, walk, walk back. Walk back again. What is one of your legs shorter than the other? And Cassie has a leg that is a quarter of an inch shorter than her other leg. And this guy could that. tell over a webcam on Zoom. Mm -hmm. Like, but I'm 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 digressing at yeah, this point. Yeah, but he could he could tell. And I would say another thing was the questions that he asked, mm. like. I didn't have to be like, you know, let me go through the last 40 years, because I'm almost 40 years old now, of my medical history. He asked certain questions, and by asking those questions, he got to the places that I was trying to work on. He got to the places where I was unhappy with my health because he's done this so much. He's worked with so many people on their, on their health that he already knew the questions to ask. I didn't have 
to like give sheets and sheets and sheets and sheets of information, he got to understanding it in a couple of minutes into the conversation. So like you can really tell someone who's an expert by the questions that they're asking you as far as like what's going on. Yeah. So that digressing a little bit, but it just made me think about that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like health wizard. I don't know. He's a health wizard. <laughs> I actually wizard? asked him afterwards what, and he gave me a whole list of things. Like yeah. I had never, I had never even asked nope. before. <laughs> um, so at the end of the day, folks, like I said, I want to get back to this because I know it's a really important question. And at the same time, it's a question that I think people ask without really understanding what they should be looking at when they're talking about qualifications. Um, and as I said, what I would, and, and look, I've been, involved in the not just healing relationship space but the personal development space for a very long time now like i said i've worked with some truly amazing people some of the best of the best and i would tell you again that when you're talking about qualifications what you really need to be looking at if you want somebody who's really going to be able to get you results and heal your relationships and get your family to the place that you want really they need to have paid the price in three areas, right? First, again, for them to be really, truly great in having gone through a problem and solved it. Maybe not that exact, like specific, like every detail the same, but something close, same kind of challenges, right? Second piece is their training. But again, not just not just their certifications or what letters after the name, but actually like who has trained them, who have they worked with, how good are their mentors? And more importantly, like what kind of ongoing investment in time and uh, effort and investment money have they used to continue to invest in themselves and growing their skills and mastering their craft and then lastly the most important because again you know part of the problem when you're really talking about the training is you probably don't really know what's good training and what's not and who's good and who's not from the outside the most important piece is they've paid the price in terms of experience helping other people like you solve these kinds of problems. And that's the most important one, not just because it's closest to that end goal of getting you the result, but because this out of everything else is measurable and it's easily measurable. All you have to do is look at the results they've gotten for other people like you. And if they've helped other people like you solve these problems in their relationships and get, have gotten to a beautiful place. Anything you want to tack on top of that? No, I think that sums it up really well. Okay, folks. So that was maybe a long answer to what are qualifications, but quite honestly, it was the answer that you need. Not so much for us, um, because at the end of the day, like you know, you talk to us and you'll you'll grasp all this intuitively pretty quickly. You can you can tell an expert when you talk to them. But because more so, this is what you should be keeping in mind when you're evaluating qualifications for any expert that you are looking to help you fix a problem in your life. And especially when you're talking about the most important things in our lives, right? Which is our relationships and our families and the people that we love. Now, 
if you're looking for help, now if you need help uh, solving these problems and healing your relationships from people who actually are qualified uh, and are qualified in the most important ways of actually helping people solve these problems, um, you can absolutely reach out. We're happy to do that for you, just like we have for so many other people. You can go to atouchofflavor.com forward slash talk. You'll see our calendar, grab up a time. You'll go to a short little application. We'll have some information that we need. Fill that out. We'll get on the phone with you at the time that you picked and really walk through what are the problems or what is going on, what needs to happen to heal your relationship. We'll come up with a plan to make that happen. So like I said, a touchoflavor.com forward slash talk, that'll all be right there for you. All right. It is great chatting with you all again. We will see you all here again next week. Maybe we should, uh, either we should bring Amanda on or you and I should actually host chat about the RV thing and some of what's been going on with that. That'll be good. That'll be fun. But until then, y'all take care and we will see you all very soon. Thanks for tuning into today's show. We release new episodes every week, so make sure to subscribe. If you're ready to transform your relationship and you'd like to see if you're a fit to work with us, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to atouchofflavor.com forward slash talk and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about an hour and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. What's really not working in your relationships, what your dream relationships would look like, and a step-by-step plan to close the gap and save your family even if nothing has worked before. We talk with hundreds of non-monogamous folks like you every year. And here's the truth. Building loving, thriving relationships, that doesn't happen on its own. You need expert guidance to make that happen. And unfortunately, when you're building relationships outside the box, that's impossible to find. And we get it. But that's exactly what we do. We've helped clients all over the world save their families, get the passion back, and become best friends again. So if you want to see if we can help you do the same, head over to atouchofflavor.com forward slash talk. I'm Cassie. And I'm Josh. Let's talk soon.